Well, hello, everyone. This is Tommy at World of War Comics. And today we have another great guest. But before we get into that, please hit that like, hit that subscribe, make sure you hit that ring bell. That way you're notified of all the amazing interviews that we're doing. All right. This episode is brought to you by, you already know it, CN Chili's, the best hot sauce you will ever get. Go to C-I-E-N-C-H-I-L-E-S.com and make sure that you use comics at checkout. You will save 15% off your total order and you'll get the most amazing hot sauce you've ever had in your life. I promise you, Thai birds, my personal favorite, the habanero, jalapeno, they even have a mustard seed um, sauce. Just check it out. You're going to love it. Um, San Diego company, um, the owner Maria is from Guadalajara. She's the most amazing person you'll ever meet. Follow them on all social media. This is also brought to you by Comic Crusaders. It is one of the best places to get reviews on all the new comics, movies, and even music. All right, without further ado, we have Kenrick Reagan um, joining the show. He is the writer and creator of a new comic that is currently found in the Kickstarter. I'll put the link in the YouTube bio, but uh, check them out. It is Supernatural Baby Detective. It is a horror noir. You're going to love it. I can't wait for you to hear this interview. Without further ado, here's Kenrick and I. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to World at War Comics Podcast. My special guest today is Mr. Kenrick Reagan. Kenrick, thanks for joining, man. It's so awesome to have you. I saw your Kickstarter um, for Supernatural Baby Detective, and I thought it was awesome. It looks funny. I know there's a little bit of horror to it. Oh, yeah. um, but, man, I'm so glad that you're on. Uh, how are you doing? Thanks, Tommy. I'm doing great, man. Yeah. Working and um, yeah. <laughs> shelling the old the old uh, Kickstarter. It's yeah. A- racking stressful time it really is don't know what's going to happen and, and you yeah. and kickstarters are weird especially independent comics because you got to get on that mountaintop and really shout it you do you do very easy to slip through the crack because there's a lot of great indie if you're out there and you're into comics there's a lot of good ones out there it really is yeah there's a lot of competition for people's attention but uh man uh, hopefully we could hope just a little bit maybe one or two backers people listen to this and say hey maybe i'll check it out and that's the hope of this but before we get into the kickstarter because we will definitely get into the kickstarter really kenrick just to get you know get to know you a little bit better i mean where did comics begin in your life was it a long time ago or you i see uh some boxes back there so i assume you've been collecting for a little bit yeah yeah so let's see i'm 49 i was born in 64 um my dad had some, my dad, when we'd go to my, my grandparents' house and they still had comic books that were my dad, my uncles and my, and my aunts wow. from the forties. Um, I didn't know what they were. Right. And they just had like a bunch of Disney ones and mm-hmm. it might've been some Superman's or, or, or Batman's. I don't remember, but I just remember they're in this old wooden chest in the dining room and they were all torn up and everything. And I would tear them up because I was five, you know, yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of remember that. My first real foray into comic books, though, came at my brother's expense. Um, he started collecting. He's like five years older than me. He started collecting quite a bit before me. And I'd sneak into his room and go into the back of his closet. He had boxes <laughs> like those ones back there. Yeah, yeah. Would rip them open, go through. I wouldn't put them back in, in place. And he caught me in there one day. I thought he was going to beat the crap out of me. And to my surprise, he actually started pulling ones out that he knew I would like. And the uh, first pulled out was the magic miniseries. Mm. And I read that and I was hooked. And yeah. then I started reading all the X-Men, all the uh, 
everything Chris Claremont was doing, I was reading. Um, Wolverine quickly became my favorite during that time. Yeah. And I really got into Spider-Man. Like Spider-Man was is my most read. I I was collecting them, you know, Batman, all, all those, all the standards, you know, yeah. all the standards. Yeah. And yeah. And I just read all through the 80s. Uh, that was my time frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm used to big, grandiose storylines. Yeah. If you if you read comics from the 80s, they tend to have a of text. Yeah. You know, great art, a lot mm-hmm. of text yeah. as well. And then when I got into the 90s, um, I graduated high school and I discovered girls. And yeah, comic book reading kind of fell off, you know, by the wayside. Yeah. Um, and then like 2014, my mom got sick oh. and I went and stayed with her for a couple months to take care of her. And she's good now, but you know, oh, good. Yeah, 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 that was, but she, um, she needed me to be there. I went there in July. I think I was going to be there for the weekend and it being there six months, yeah. just helping her out. And, you know, it was my old stomping grounds and yeah. back to the old comic book store. And I was like, Oh, and I started like looking at things and all of a sudden I have like a crap ton of comic books that thing <laughs> ever since. And so, yeah. And I've always loved the median. Yeah. You know, I've always loved it and mm-hmm. always appreciated the greats, you know, the Chris Claremont, Alan, all those guys have always yeah. loved writing and yeah. And I've always been a, a writer by mm-hmm. what I always loved doing, you know, where my, did that passion begin? Uh, Kenrick mm, junior high. Junior high, yeah. Yeah, junior high. I had a teacher that would give us um, art projects. Mm-hmm. And then she would want us to, well, she would give us a visual and then we would have to write something to that visual. Okay. And that was a big one, Mrs. Craft. And she taught English and math. And mm-hmm. that was one of the cool assignments that she did. And I remember we did a thing of Stonehenge and I wrote a poem about Stonehenge. I don't have it anymore. I don't know where it's at. Yeah. But that kind of set me on my path. And then college was good doing, you know, the fiction classes and and all those. I had some really cool teachers that were very, um, you know, they pushed you along. Yeah. They were very good. And yeah. And then I, but then I started doing a lot of tech stuff. Yeah. Uh, Got away from it. And then my niece married Johnny Horsley and he has written comic books. He's done Mm -hmm. some starters he's been uh he's an artist but he's you know he does act he actually draws and pencils and inks i don't that's awesome yeah Yeah. i can't that kind of stuff hence things but one thing i am good at is coming up with a ton of stories yeah so i was like okay you know i i I got some stories and then and started writing some things out i've written a bunch of books in my that i have that that'll never see the light of day (laughs) that i've liked um I got plans on 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 putting them out, and this is the first in a in a this is the first in the line of four that are planned. Nice, that's awesome. And where did these stories start? Have you been sitting on these stories for a while? Or are they fairly new in all the stories that you've kind of developed? Yeah, this one was. Um, so this one, Supernatural Baby Detective, came actually from a podcast. Nice, uh, <laughs> that's cool. Talking with, uh, I had a guest on and I was, we were going over things and I'm in the bag for any type of, like, I love Hellblazer. I love Hellboy. I love any supernatural kind of noir style detective thing. Um, I'm, I'm already in, right. It doesn't, 
happen. I'll probably like it just because of that genre so much. Right. And I, I was like, we're making fun of something. I, I don't even remember who I was talking to. And I, and I remember I said, supernatural baby detective, kind of like when you just <laughs> words that don't make sense like you know yeah. squirrel nut zipper plant pancakes right <laughs> makes sense and i was like oh that's hilarious and then i was like thinking i'll i'll, I'll write this thing towards look who's talking like it, <laughs> oh, that's awesome you know with a supernatural twist but that's yeah. how it came out and yeah. uh yeah it's been good it's been good it's been good <laughs> and how long did it take you to kind of put the story together once you did come up with this story years how long Oh, two years. Yeah, I um, I, <laughs> I actually went to Home Depot and I got like a big uh formica slab for fifteen bucks. Uh huh. White board, a big white board, like eight foot white boards, like three hundred bucks. And I'm like, I'm not spending bucks. So I went, I went there and I drilled it into the into the wall in my bedroom and started just mapping out all my characters, writing out my outline, putting the dots together, how my plot will go. It looks like oh, wow. a Thing, a detective investigating a murder would go and um yeah and that took me a, a little while yeah then it was writing out the uh, script and then um yeah i started i come from the corporate world at the end of the day yeah so i needed something to write out panels so i started using powerpoint yeah <laughs> hey i mean i think like you right we use powerpoint quite a bit for work and for presentations so i mean yeah. if that's what you're comfortable with i mean that's the first time i've heard a writer for comic books use powerpoint but hey whatever works kenrick whatever works man well and the funny thing is is when i sent it to my editor and i sent it to my letterist and they got the powerpoint they were like i don't know why i never thought of using powerpoint before. i mean it's so easy right that, yeah, you set up your page, you take, yeah. you make text boxes, you can make those all your your panels of how you want everything. And that helped me a lot because I can start visualizing the book in front of me as I go. And I can explain what's happening in each panel and then write my dialogue. And then from there, I put that together into my script. Nice. So I kind of did a little backwards, but yeah. it works really well for me. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you're you're building out your story. You got it all written out. You're sending it to the team. Share with us your team, right? So you have an artist, you have a letter, and is there a colorist too on the team? I do. So yeah. I have Ramza Sandoval. He's out of the Yucatan. He is awesome. Yeah. And I put a call to action out on a few different social sites and I yeah. found Facebook. And it's weird when you, I had to have to say, you have to, I had to save money to get, because everybody's been paid. I, I want to, you know what I mean? Yeah, so absolutely paid in this project so everything that we're doing now is for printing and to hopefully rehabilitate some of the costs that were that that i had out but um i found ram i knew when i was working on this that it's very you could put this in a magnola universe mm -hmm. that this style of storytelling not that yeah. it like anything magnola would do i don't want it i'm not touting that at all um yeah. But I wanted somebody that had a very similar art style, not exactly the same, but, you know, not yeah. a not any stretch, but somebody who was in that vein. And Ram, uh, the stuff that he's done and the stuff that he has out there just really fits. He's a huge wrestling nerd. He loves Japanese animation and kawaii. Yeah. And then you see his work and you're like, this guy can do a little bit of everything. Yeah. And it's great. Um, the colorist is my nephew, Donnie, nice. who read the script. 
saw the work that Ram was doing and demanded to be a part of the project. <laughs> and so, and he's a really good colorist and he colored my, uh, I, I did a three page uh, story called Nancy Ein's Krampus Killer. Mm. And it's in the Ein's anthology, which is available online. You can go to, you can just look it up and okay. that, that particular story is actually downloadable. Oh, nice. I'll just we check got, it out. Yeah. We hired Scott Godleski to do the art on that one. Scott is, a DC and image artist and he's worked on Superman and Batman and he's done a ton of stuff. He does amazing work. Yeah. And so I hired him and we did this three page Johnny colored it and he did such a fantastic job coloring it. I was like, I really want you to yeah. color. It. And he's, and, and he's, and he's done a fantastic job. Wow. We got Ram, we got Johnny. And then I have a mutual friend that is friends with Richard Starkings. And if you don't know who Richard Starkings is, he is an Eisner Award-winning letterist. He is the letterist of Batman: The Killing Joke. Wow, Alan Moore. So him and Alan Moore have. That's all got, right. That's all right. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. He's got his own book called The Elephant Men. Um, he read the script, said he wanted to work on it. Nice. That's awesome, man. We got we we got Richard Starkings and his company Comic Craft doing all the lettering, and they do a fantastic job. Yeah. And so yeah, so now we're. We're in our one week into our, our Kickstarter. We're a little over the third of the way there. I think we're at like 45, 44%. 45% um, just right now. I looked it up. Yeah. So, so close to that halfway mark. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good for your first week, right? Did you do a 30 day? Yeah, we did 30 days. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'd be lying if I didn't say I'm not stressed out. Oh, you have to be stressed. Yeah. Yeah. Nervous. Um, because if we don't make, then I got to repackage and kind of refigure out how to do this thing. And it's all about marketing at this point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I don't think people realize when you create a comic book and uh, you're an indie comic creator and yeah. uh, you're, you're trying to self publish, it's extremely expensive, especially if you're not an artist yourself. So a lot of, not a lot, but quite a few indie um, creators, they're also artists. And so they're doing their story and then they're doing all the art. So you're saving some of that cost. Not that it's not still expensive, but like you and I, I don't have that skill set. You're going to, we have the story, but you have to hire everybody to do everything else. And it's, it could be anywhere from three to $7,000 depending on who you hire. Right. Yep. It's, it's expensive. And it's, it's funny too, because uh, you get the right artist then you don't want to go away. And then if yeah. you get ones that are like, well, I'm not a storyteller, but I can draw anything you describe. Yeah. And that works if you yeah. can, you know, or even better, you get ones that are better storyteller than you yeah. and they help you elevate your book to something more. Absolutely. I mean, that's, I think that's the goal, right? Is to find that artist because, you know, you're limited on yeah. what you could say in words and the, the art really has to help tell some of that story. Right. Yeah. And, and somebody who is writing for me, it, I, I can be a very much of a control freak. Mm. very open about it because yeah. you know i have a very much a vision in my head of how i want to play out sure issues, we're on issue one yeah. i don't want something to be mistakenly described or you know changed right. um but you have to be able to say that's just that's just better and yeah. an idiot not to take that direction yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Good. Um, through this process, uh, Kenrick, can you share with us what the most difficult piece of creating a comic has been for you? Dialogue. Dialogue. Yeah, and it's mostly because I I want to explain 
maybe I want to explain too much. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say too much because I tend to write how I talk and I yeah. think of how somebody else talks. And then, um, you know, I'll, I tend to put too much of the minutia in, right. The little, mm-hmm. the little details that don't need to be as much in there. Let the art, let the, let, let the artist do some of that work, do that heavy lifting of explaining what's going on and, and, and going through. So in the narration, even in the narration and everything, um, yeah. but like I said, at the beginning, I, I tend to, I, most of my comic book reading is from the eighties yeah. and they're all very heavy, heavy, heavy. So that was, but I have a good editing team. Yeah. And Greg Smith, who is a, um, who has been doing editing books for a long time. You matter of fact, he just, they just uh, got their six successful Kickstarter on starlight with Travis. Oh, Webb. Awesome. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So they're, they're doing really well and they've done a, a other stuff so he's been he came on board and he's been helping a lot too so that that helped the right piece yeah especially ones that you respect yes yeah. you know change this to this or think of this and it's like okay yeah. and yeah and then you know that's the negative side of it right but what has been the the most fun part of creating a comic book you know, it's seeing everything coming in the intention yeah. of describing your scenes and having them come in and one of the most joyous parts is when it's nailed the first time when it comes in and you open it up and you're like, you, you like, you want to weep. Cause you're like, Oh my God, this is perfect. Or it's better than I ever thought. Cause they made little tweaks and you're like, this is it. This is what was in my mind. You, you are reading my mind. <laughs> and I think that has been really good. And then also the, um, just the feeling of accomplishment. Yeah. You're you're creating something, not just um sitting around watching watching Marvel movies. Yeah. You know? Like I'm watching something else that somebody else created. And it's great because, you know, yeah. geek and a nerd at heart. Yeah. But there's things I want to get out there and show people and hopefully they can they'll like it as much as I do. Yeah, yeah. No, it's such a good point. Such a good point. Um, you made a comment that this is a four part arc. Yep. Right. So we have issue one, which is the Kickstarter, but everyone should know that there's going to be three more issues that will complete the, the first arc of the story. Is yep. the goal that you're successful in that four and you could continue it? Or are you going to do four and then move on to another title and then uh, start somewhere else? We'll see. I mean, I have other ideas in the universe and, and with these characters. So mm-hmm. uh, issue one, issue two is already written. It's going to start getting worked up here soon. Issue three and four are already outlined and ready to go. Just yeah. need to write the uh, the scripts. Mm-hmm. And, and if and if and if these take off, I know the first one's going to be hard because it's yeah. new people. Yeah. But if two, three, and four take off, and we do a trade, and 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 people like it, and they want more, then yeah, percent we'll we'll do more because I there's a lot more to tell. Yeah. Um, you have other ones uh, that are locked and loaded. So we do want to get on because we started our own um, production company called Spoilerverse Comics. Yeah, you have a, a other ones in 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 the uh, in the pipe that we want to get to. Nice, nice. Now, are you going to be the writer for everything that happens within the Spoilerverse, or do you have like a team of people where other people will come in and write their own we, comics under that, like a publishing? Yeah, yeah right now it'll just be me and Bonnie and yeah. and the work that we're doing because we both have a ton of stuff. We're working yeah. on together. Uh, working title is Capone's Vault. <laughs> nice. When, when Geraldo did yes. 
I was thinking it, but I didn't want to say anything. But I was thinking in my mind, man, that'd be awesome to have Geraldo in there somewhere. Hope we don't yeah. get sued, but yeah, that would be pretty cool. We'll change it up a bit, but it's going to be called Capone's Ball. Like Baldo or something, right? Yeah. And it's about Capone. He's a demon hunter. Nice. And <laughs> he's not, he, his mob was a persona to give on to the world because he yeah. was demons. And his vault was his his uh, was his prison for these demons. Yeah. And the news reporter opens the vault; it released all these demons. Nice. So chaos. So, and- Geraldo only found like a beer bottle. You're gonna have demons in yours, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, but we have a girl that ends up being possessed by a demon, but she's oh. uh, but for some reason she is more powerful than the demon. And so she's locked that demon inside of her and she uses its powers to hunt down the other demons because Capone is long dead, right? This just the setup for him. Um, So I've organized the story and then Johnny's actually writing the script on that one. Sounds awesome. Yeah, then we'll go from there on that one. But that's that'll happen. I mean, if everything happens right with Supernatural Baby Detective, that's, I mean, the final issue will be 2026. Okay. Yeah. The time you write pencils and inks, colors, editing. Editing took longer than the actual writing of the of the actual penciling and inking mm. book. Yeah, uh, from March until August. Yeah, you no, know, that took the longest. So once we get through that for all three, you know, we got to get through all that. Then we can mm. on the other things. But we'll see. I mean, if if this just kind of grabs hold and people want more, it's going to be hard to say no, because I do have more to give. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I mean, that's, that's good that you have more and the the idea is that it will be successful and you'll get to four and hopefully people are like, Hey man, what's next? And that yeah. would be pretty awesome. But I, I like this uh, Capone uh, Capone's vault too. It sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> I'm not, I'm starting to get this feel that horror is kind of your thing as well. You know, I grew up, Roman Catholic. My mom is very religious. She's yeah. she's a wonderful lady. She yeah. she she gives her the last dollar she has to people. Yeah. You know, yeah. the way she is, and she and and it's like chance after chance after chance. She doesn't do just second chances. She does twentieth chances. Yeah, and um, so she's a sweetheart and very much, but she's very religious. Yeah, and very rigid in her religion. So I wasn't allowed to watch rated our movies not with her not not with her knowing <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah i mean she turned off goonies when we rented on video i'd already seen it in the theater but when we went rented on video she turned off goonies the scene where uh, the david and they put the nuts on right down <laughs> yeah and she was like no but any kind of um horror movie or anything, she just you know they're all spawns of satan so she she's she was not down with that yeah. so that actually pushed me in that direction to be very interested in that i i, I <laughs> see what happens right <laughs> It's more fun and it's just, yeah, uh, yeah, I really like it. You know, I, I, for this, we have a Cthulhu backdrop and Mm -hmm. it's very Lovecraftian in its horror sense. And that's where like, where it kind of, uh, feeling to me comes out of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Kickstarter. Um, so like we said, you're 45 days in, um, so you're almost halfway there. You got about, what was it? Uh, 20, 20 days left. 21 days, 21 days. Yep. 21 days left. So there's still time. Um, you know, unfortunately a lot of people kind of wait and then jump in in the last minute. Let's hope that that's the case. That's what happened before with us. I was freaking out. And then last minute everyone came through. So let's hope that happens for you too. But it's 
Like I tell everybody, like, I man, I can't tell you how much I appreciate your support. If you could just do it two weeks earlier. So my heart will continue yeah. to pump at the rate that it's supposed to, because it's extremely stressful. Dude, it's, it, it's killing me. You look at it and I'll go through two, I go through a day or two days with nobody back. Yeah, I know. I know. I'll it's get a pain. jump. I'll get somebody to like, it'll buy a retailer pack and I'll see yeah. what, why would <laughs> what? <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's, it's very stressful. Um, so, I mean, the way that it's set up though, the Kickstarter is beautiful. I mean, you have so much great information. Um, actually I'm going to take some of your ideas the next time we do it. Cause you did such a great job on it, especially okay. that front page. I mean, you did such a good job explaining what you're going to do and then you outlined it. Now that you said that you use PowerPoint a lot, now it's all making sense how it's laid out because you did a really good job of bullet pointing like certain topics. And yeah. then at the end, I love uh, those pictures of you and your team where you, it's almost like a baseball card. It has a picture of you and kind of gives an overview of who you are as such a great idea. Um, oh. But yeah, I mean, it's, if you go and all you got to do is type in um, supernatural baby detective and it pops right up yeah. um, or we'll put the links everywhere, but man, it's, it's really well done. Congratulations, man. Thank you. That was, you know, what's funny is um, building the comic book was stressful enough. Building that Kickstarter campaign. Yeah. Doing, you know, and I was like looking at other people's and I'm like, I don't get this. And then I was yeah. doing it, doing it. And but the one thing, the Kickstarter independent comic community mm -hmm. is special. Yeah. Yeah. There's competition because you want to, you want, you want to do well for yourself, but you want everybody to do well. hundred percent. Yeah. When I was like, I need a digital copies of, because you'll notice that different tiers have different digital rewards. Yeah. All these people came and said, here, here's a copy of my, my last book digital, yeah. sell it with your stuff. No, you know, that's for you. Yeah. And I had like six different people do that. That's so cool. You know, uh, Steven Prince with Matador, uh, uh, Monster Matador, yeah. Travis Gibb, Travis Webb, um, Don Wynn, all these amazing people just came out of the woodwork and were just so cool. Boom, boom, boom. Travis Gibb spent Travis Gibb and Travis Webb, the Travises, um, <laughs> two different, completely different styles of people. Yeah. Both spent time. Travis Gibb spent two hours on the phone with me, going detail by detail on the campaign to say, do this, change this, try that, wow. that and then, um, yeah. And then me and Johnny did all the graphics and, and did everything. Yeah. Wow. Well, it came out really nice. You have great tears. So yeah, anybody listening to this, please get over there and check it out. Now let's talk a little bit without giving too much away of the story. Can you give us kind of a little bit of overview of um, Supernatural Baby Detective as much as you can without, you know, giving away the story, but can you give us an idea of what it's about? So people know. Yep. So uh, this is what I've been telling people, and it's right on the uh, on the Kickstarter. I'm looking at yeah. it right. No, it's right. On. So Frank is a um, he's a down on his luck PI. Man. He's uh, kind of a man out of he's he's out of time. You know, he's like in his late fifties, early sixties. Mm -hmm. uh, he very much loves. He still dresses like he's he's in the Maltese Falcon or the Big Sleep, yeah. right? Humphrey Bogart is obviously a, he's a, obviously a fan of Humphrey Bogart. Yeah, he has an assistant named Pearl. Um, who was like a surrogate daughter to him yeah. who taught all of his tricks of the trade to, excuse me. Mm -hmm. And he is investigating a series of kidnappings that happen around Easter every year. Okay. And so there's otherworldly forces, there's Cthulhu followers, there are supernatural beings. 
and a baby all collide into this colossal thing. Um, so really, if you're a fan of Hellboy or or Constantine or you love uh, Guillermo del Toro, um, the movies, that the type of storytelling he gives, yeah. um, probably be right up your alley. Nice. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, it sounds awesome. I mean, I'm hoping that everybody that's listening to this will head over to Kickstarter and check it out. Um, like I said, you got about 21 days to, to back it. The great thing about Kickstarter, and I always tell everybody, is even if you're not sure, just go ahead and back it. You could always change your mind later. The great thing about Kickstarter is they don't take any money until you hit your goal and the time is out. So that's why I said get in there, um, back early. You're going to be happy with this comic book. I promise it looks awesome. Um, you were kind enough to send me a version of it, which I uh, will check out. But just the art looks amazing and the storyline, it sounds pretty funny and pretty awesome at the same time. What do you think of the cover? The cover is great. I like that cover. Yeah. With the demon with the baby. Yeah. So it's the baby holding the baby. Uh, That guy, the guy that drew that. So Johnny Mm -hmm. colors on it, which I thought he did a great job. And the guy drew his name is Aladdin Alamani, Cairo, Egypt. Oh, wow. He had never heard of Cthulhu, which I thought was, I couldn't believe it. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's HP Lovecraft. <laughs> 1920 never heard of him at all <laughs> and um but yeah he he did some research and uh came out nice and then we have an alternate cover that ram our uh artist throughout the whole book did yeah and, uh i don't know if you know iron maiden's album killers it's oh like yeah iron maiden yeah yeah so their first out so he goes well, uh, cover and i said look at this from Iron Maiden, he was like, oh, and that's his homage to that. Yeah. And he, like an EC horror comic yeah. vibe in the 50s. Yep. And so, yeah, so his cover is the Easter Bunny, who is one of our yeah. um, agonists. And it's a it's a guy that has gone insane, and he wears an Easter Bunny outfit. <laughs> and he's tapping. It's a pretty freaky cover. I did, I did see that, too. And it's, uh, you'll look at it, and you'll like, okay, some kind of mass murder. Something's going on here, man. Like, that's the first thing that came to my mind is this guy's killing it. Whoever's behind that mass is killing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of funny, too, because uh, I wanted um, an Easter bunny. I wanted the Easter bunny in this, yeah. but I, Easter bunny. I wanted somebody wearing, and I wanted that classic night. Yeah. I mean, because we're th- around the same age. So, yep. you know, classic 80s plastic bunny. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's really what that is. And we, so we were like, okay, let's, let's do this. And then just look, it just came out so cool and it looked weird and it's freaky and it's, yeah. It's awesome. It's, it's great. It's great. I I did choose the other one though, just because it just, I don't know. It makes you think a lot. And uh, when you kind of were telling me about the story, I checked it out, but the other one is awesome too. So you have two covers on this one. That's right. Like an A and a B. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. That's good. Is the is the normal cover, which is Cthulhu holding uh, the baby, yep. or in a fedora. You can actually get a lot of the story from that cover, oh, and wow. uh, yeah, cover B is is Rams. It, we were thinking about using Rams cover as the as the uh, main cover. Yeah, he, his cover, even though it has it has everything in it and, and could be the main cover, it everything about it hits a variant it's got a different it does color. yeah color scheme it doesn't use as the 
It doesn't use our logo. You know what I mean? It has an homage. It has two homages. It's got yeah. East Horror homage and the Iron Maiden Killers album homage. So it's it's good. I think it's we did very it. good. It's very good. Yeah. No, I, I would agree with you. I, I would have thought that was the the variant anyways. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, it's great. Check it out. Two covers. Um, and man, there's all kinds of really good deals in there. Um, yeah. I saw that you have a lapel pin too. Yep. Yep. The deep one. Pretty cool. You know, the funny thing with that pin is I thought I was being original. Like yeah. I, I didn't know a lot of different kick. I I mean I've backed like forty different Kickstarters, yeah. but none Kickstarters I backed have ever had. Yeah, this pin. Let me see if I can get it to come in focus. Yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's hard to that's come. Pretty, in. There it is. Yeah, that's, I didn't see anybody with the thing, and I'm like, and I saw pins online. I'm like, I'm gonna do a custom pin, and I found this company, and I didn't use yeah. a company. I, I used a company no one else uses, and then. <laughs> I got all these pins in the mail and I'm like, oh my God, look at these. And then I saw like every Kickstarter I look at after that has pins. I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> Actually, I'll be honest. I've, I've backed quite a few like you. I've never received a pin. I've received oh. buttons. Like this one, I, I backed a War Lion, which is really good actually. And you know, so I get like pins like this, or not pins, but like buttons like this, which are pretty cool, but I've never received a pin. Yeah. And the pins are awesome. I love, I have so many lapel pins. And I love them. Anytime yeah. I get one, I get pretty excited. I have like a little jar where they're all at. I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but I collect them. I just love them. We're going to do a pen for every issue now. Oh, that's so cool. One. Love that next, idea. Um, next will be, well, once you read that, I'll tell you what the next one is. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That's and, awesome. Uh, and then the third and fourth one will be, um, will probably be Alice and, and, and Pearl. Mm. But be alice later yeah 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 that's so cool yeah. well kenrick i can't tell you how much i appreciate you coming on the show today it was amazing meeting you i know we had a, a really good conversation before we even hit the record button which is always good you want to yeah. kind of get to know people but man i'm a fan um, i hope we could do this again too when you get to issue two or something like that um, but man, anybody listening, please go to Kickstarter, look up Supernatural Baby Detective. It's right there. We'll also put the link everywhere um, and we'll blast this out to all of our social media. But uh, man, it was so fun meeting you and uh, can't wait to do it again, my friend. Thanks, Tommy. I really appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah. SB you bet. Um, What's that? SBDcomic.com. SBDcomic.com. Yep. Awesome, man. Well, I really appreciate you, Kenrick. Have a great uh, rest of your night. It's pretty late. Um, but uh, man, we'll uh, have a good weekend too, okay? Thanks. All Thanks. right. Talk soon.